Hello, everybody. Burr, 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 burr. Hello, <laughs> friends and lovers. Lovers. Oh, my lovers. Hello, my lovers. To Ooh. another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. And I am Zenobia. And I am Lenny. And we are here to drink with you. If you have never listened to an episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails, we are going to watch an amazing movie tonight. Yes, talk about one. And we paired an amazing cocktail. So this movie will give you every emotion in the motion wheel. And this cocktail is going to make you feel them all Ooh, super hard. You're going to feel it so hard. <laughs> so hard. This, okay. this cocktail meets the complexity of this movie in so many ways. It sure does. It sure does. Um, so... Should I tell them what movie we're doing? Zenobia, let's introduce the movie. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this drink. Tell me, baby. Tell me everything. I'm so excited to get drunk with you tonight. Well, Lenny came up with the theme of the month. Yes. Which was women filmmakers. Women in film. So that was directors and writers. Mm -hmm. And last week we did The Amazing Queen and Slim. And this week I picked... Riding in cars with boys. Riding in cars with boys. Vroom, vroom, baby. Mm, mm. And so this week we are drinking the working mom. Working mom. That's what we're... So tell me what's this drink. Was... I'm, I'm about to tell you, boo. Mm -hmm. This drink is what we, me and Lenny kind of came up with. Because mm -hmm. it was kind of hard figuring out a drink for this movie. So it is two ounces of vodka. One ounce of cranberry juice, a half an ounce of lime juice, and you're going to top it with Red Bull. Uh, we're using old-fashioned Red Bull, mm -hmm. but you can also use the flavored one, which is the cranberry Red Bull, which I do also have, and I will try it later, so we'll see how that goes. Yes, please do uh, it. I could not locate it. Have you ever seen it in Florida? Um, I have seen flavored red bulls in florida i don't know if i i can't be specific with what flavors i have seen but i have seen flavored red bulls. okay if you find it try it i am going to be very jealous of your second cocktail with the <laughs> flavored red bull <laughs> okay so you're going to put all of the ingredients except the red bull in a shaker with some ice and then you're going to pour it over some ice in a rocks glass and you're going to garnish with a lime mm -hmm. which we do and so that is called the working mom working mom get you get you out there and doing your shit i so, like it me too right okay well here we go here cheers. we go cheers my love mm -hmm. mm. and it's not bad because i'm not the biggest red bull fan i'm not the biggest vodka fan but with the cranberry and the red bull mixed together with it i actually love it right okay. i will say mm. that it blends really really nicely together but it's good. Mm -hmm. I, I fucks with it. I fucks with it. You like to fuck with it? I fucks with it. Mm. <laughs> it's going to keep so, us all, all night, too. Ooh. I know. I am kind of scared that once we're done, and I'm going to have to like try to go. Getting a ride with a boy? Uh, oh, oh. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. This is going to give you the he energy does, that you needed. He'd have to pick me up because I'm going to be so wasted by the time. And he's be so <laughs> Like for real. Yeah. Well, that's that's my job is to get you wasted tonight. Mm -hmm. Well, here we go. Here we go. So, so you ready for a little bit of 
Herstory. Give me that herstory, please. So we're going to do a little bit of herstory on cranberry juice. Oh, I like it. Something that we have used in many of cocktails on this show, but have never really talked about. I learned some stuff today about cranberry juice, and I am proud of myself. I'm down. I'm down for it. <laughs> so this movie, Riding in Cars with Boys, takes place in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And did you know that the state fruit of Connecticut is cranberry? No, actually, I did not know that. That is amazing. Wow. Yep. Clever. Yep. Yes, I tried to see where I could pull to make it super Connecticut for them. And cranberry apparently is y'all state fruit. I found out that California's is avocado. Makes so much sense. Oh, that makes incredible sense for California. And Florida is the orange. It's the orange, yep. And also, (laughs) Connecticut, your guys' state drink is milk, by the way. Just wanted to throw that one out there. (laughs) I mean, I also was I was thinking of maybe something with milk, but I really wasn't feeling it. No, no, thank you. Not I on did, a hot summer yeah. day. Nothing. No, so we we cranberried it. Fuck that milk. <laughs> cranberry is so like it's also like therapeutic too. It's so good for your body just to drink as well. I'm sure you're gonna get into this. I'm sorry, we're jumping ahead. Oh no, do you? I don't have any like healthstory on it. If you have any fun facts on that, Ooh. after I give you some of these fun facts, <laughs> okay. okay. So cranberry juice, cranberries have been used since like the 1500s and they, you know, used them in juices. It's apparently it's supposed to cure a bunch of stuff. I don't know. That's just what I read. Mm. But it didn't become like a real big thing until Ocean Spray, the biggest selling cranberry juice company in the world, Mm-hmm. was started in 1930 by three farmers one of them being a woman hey hey hey, hey, hey. Um, got together and they were all cranberry farm owners and they're like we need to like pull our money and resources together and like really like figure out how we're going to sell these cranberries because cranberries is only really thought of as cranberry sauce during Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and Christmas so yeah. it's they got to figure out how to make the money the rest of the time so they came up with cranberry juice so around the 40s is really when it started to they started to push that cranberry juice out there and in the 60s they pumped out like cran apple juice and like then it grows on to being like all the other juices that they also produced as well Ah. but in the 40s ocean spray they wanted to sell more cranberry juice so they came up with a cocktail called the red devil and so this is like a vodka cranberry cocktail that came out around the 40s that was like pushing cranberry juice in cocktails. Right? How cool is that? That's really cool. I like that. Right? So they were pushing that like, hey, girl, you know, hey, you want to get a bit of this red devil? Want to get the little, little red cran- devil inside of you? <laughs> devil inside of you? Which, okay, apparently by the 60s, they changed it to uh, the Cape Cod cocktail. Okay. Which it's only really just vodka cranberry okay. in lime juice. That's what we know. Okay. But when I actually tried to look up the recipe for a red devil, it was vodka, cranberry juice, peach schnapps. And it was re- and I tried it today and it was really good. <laughs> um, I bet I, I have a love, a deep love for, for peach schnapps. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So I tried it out and it was pretty good. 
Uh, I'm going to have to definitely try it out tomorrow with all these ingredients that we bought. Like, I have a whole bottle of vodka, and I'm like, what am I going to do with it now? Uh, I'm going to make little I red know. devils everywhere. There you go. Yeah. Get on it. Ooh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll report back later on that one. Yes. <laughs> well, that that's a little bit. Um, Ocean Spray also is still owned by farmers, but more than the three farmers, it's owned by over 700 farmers. Ooh. And they each farmer owns a piece of the company because their farm produces some sort of fruit for the company. So if you like to uh, support small businesses or like a mom grassroots mom and pop kind of shop, even though this is like a huge billion dollar company, the owners are the actual farmers. Are American farmers. Pretty pretty rare. That's and I learned, really cool. Yeah, and I learned a little bit of how they actually farm cranberries. It's quite interesting. It is so interesting actually. <laughs> I've I've watched a video about it and how they float to the top and they scoop it out of the water. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, oh okay. I'm down. So do you have any health story on some cranberry? You know anything cool about? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, as a woman, we know that it helps with, like, urinary tract infections, which, ooh, sorry to be gross. Um, but it mm. also is really good for um, any heart health that you might have. Um, okay. It's really good for your heart. It's good for your digestive system. Good for preventing any kind of uh, infections that are happening in your intestine. Um, okay. And like postmenopausal, as well as like aging damages as well, arthritis. It's just got so much antioxidants in it that you just want to drink cranberries, um, and not the sweetened kind. So like I got an, I got Ocean Spray's organic, non-sweetened cranberry, and um, I don't know if that changes my flavor to what you're drinking, but I like it. It's not too sweet. Um, it's really enjoyable. I. I brought the Ocean Spray or original cranberry juice cocktail. I don't know. They had the little cute bottles. Oh, and so really I was like, let me bottles. just get those. So like I can, whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. But hey, I, you. I made sure that I did get Ocean Spray and as did you, because I wanted to talk a little bit of her story. That her story of Ocean Spray. And cranberry juice. Yeah. <laughs> this cocktail is not provided by Ocean Spray. This is not. Yeah, an they ad. did not sponsor us. No, but I have used their cranberry juice. But if juice they and... want to, you can find us. Hey, girl. Yes, please supply us with a bunch of cranberry juice because I will use it. Yes, we will. And we already use it. And Ocean Ocean Spray also. It's not just cranberry anymore. It's cran apple, cran grape. Yep. I saw all the different flavors, and I was like, "Whoa, cranberry!" They sell cran raisins. They sell everything. Cran raisins. Raisins Raisins. or whatever. You're getting craisins over there. I'm getting craisin over here. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I love you. (laughs) Okay. Let's get craisin. Let's get back to riding on cars with boys yeah are you ready um i am so ready to get my drinking game on i even want to play a drinking game while we're playing the podcast tonight oh my god okay so do you want to give your drinking game rules or mine first you should go first because i don't have a lot i just have a couple of things that while we're talking as the listener while you're sipping on your cocktail with us i think you should follow the rules of the podcast drinking game Oh my god, I love it. So you should do the movie drinking game first, for sure. Okay. I want to hear all of your really good rules. Please don't play this game while you're driving, but if you home, which everybody should be stuck at home. You should be home right now. (laughs) Or if you decided to go and 
take a, a you know a walk around the neighborhood to get out of the house away from them goddamn kids. <laughs> you know, just fill up that little, water bottle. Yeah, make a little cocktail on the go. <laughs> make a little cocktail on the go. I can't tell you how many times I walked around this neighborhood with a beer and a koozie. Like you don't even fucking know. <laughs> um, I'm super in love with the way this pandemic is playing out, and I can get a cocktail to go from any bar or restaurant. And it's like not it's like Mardi Gras rolls out there now. Like you can just walk around and drink yeah. open container. Not I a got deal. a margarita to go the other week. Uh, me and my brother and sister in law went to Seal Beach to you know just get out of the heat. But I was waiting for them to come. And I drove past a bar that was a restaurant that was like margaritas to go. <laughs> margaritas to go. Margaritas to go. I got it. And they gave me some chips and salsa because apparently you can't take it. Just drink because only. You have to have Just food. drink only. Well, that's responsible. Which is, I like that. Which I totally appreciate it because I drove around the corner and sat in a park and drank that fucking margarita and ate them chips while I was waiting. I was so happy. Yeah, that sounds like I, the perfect afternoon. It was awesome. Okay, so are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Yeah. Yes! Give it okay. to me. Give it to me. Go. Give it to me. Get me drunk. I'm going to give it to you hard. Ooh. Nice and hard, baby. All right, here we go. Take one simp when somebody cries. Oh, my God. That's the entire movie. (laughs) Drew Barrymore, thank God she's a good crier. That's her crying in the bathroom. Don't open that door. That's Brittany Murphy crying at the wedding. Oh, my God. That whole wedding. the son crying because... His dad left him. That's oh. Ray crying because he has to leave his dad. Yeah. That's the mom crying because, you know, her daughter's pregnant. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of crying there's in this movie. There's a lot movie. of crying in this movie. You know, even grown Jason has to take a little cry time at the end. Like, bitch, I'm fucked up because of you. Even Amelia. Amelia on the phone. Yeah. Ugh. I know. She oh is so God. selfless. I love it. I know. He... he he deserves her. He de- they deserve each other for sure. Yeah. So you're going to take a sip when someone cries. A lot of crying. This, this trailer makes it look like it's a fun, loving, happy, funny movie. But damn, girl, there's a lot of crying in this bitch. Yeah, a lot of crying. <laughs> it should be crying in cars with boys. <laughs> crying in cars. Crying because of being in a car with a boy. Like, that's basically. Which we've all been there. <laughs> That is so true. I have definitely been there crying because I was in a car with a boy. And and that could be nothing sexual happened or anything. Just being in a car with the boy that I like. I've cried. I cried. So you're going to take a simp when Bev writes something or reads her work. Oh, I like that one. So when she writes the letter to her parents saying that, you know, <sighs> she's pregnant. Oh, the letter. When she writes the poem. Can, yeah. When she writes the poem for the, <laughs> the dude who's just making fun of her. He's like, last time she said that her legs were quivering. The last one was about her legs trembling and her heaving bosom. <laughs> and her breast was heaving. Like, he's just clowning, mad clowning on her. Like a little dick. Well, she's a dumb bitch because I would have never in a million lives given a guy anything in front of his friends. Anything. Oh, even I- if it was just my phone number if it was tissue i wouldn't have nothing to nobody in front of their friends especially i'm in high school in high school well yeah she was 15 years old 
Yeah, in high school, hell no. She should have known better. She should have. She didn't. She didn't. But she did. Poor sweet. That's because she... It's because she only has a sister. She don't have no brothers. I have brothers, so I knew better. I'm sorry. I just thought of a line that just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's like, as you can see from my letter. As you can see from my letter, I may have a flair for writing. I might have a flair for writing. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you do have a flair for writing. And way you just talking. She's so cute. Sweet, innocent thing, but like so naughty. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, you gonna take a simp. Yeah, that's it. When Ray forgets to show up. Oh so my anytime God. he forgets to come home because he's drunk or high and she misses her appointments or doesn't get her scholarship because he can't even be there to watch the fight. He can't even show up for her. I, I was... No. Where were you? No, I was... No. I had the... No. Where were you? Like, he said he would be there, and he doesn't. He's not there. The mom told him. Yeah. Like, she tried. Bev's mom was like, look, you are the man of this house. You have to bring home the bacon, and when you say you're going to be somewhere, be there. Be like, there. don't not be there. And that's true, because I have a dad that if he promises me something, it's going to happen. Absolutely. Like, yeah, if he says he's going to be somewhere, he's going to be there. Well, cause definitely. I, same thing for me too. When we were when we were kids, it was always the same thing. Mean what you say, what you mean, and mean what you say. Do not make empty promises. Be there. Like if you want yeah. to, like just show up. So, Ray be fucking up. Take a simp. Absolutely. You gonna take a simp when you see Bev's dad in a cop car. So when he's driving around in his cop car, and he picks her up when she's a little kid with the Christmas tree. When he comes over to the house, baking when they, the weed, <laughs> baking the fucking weed, you know, you gonna you gonna take a sip. He gonna he he rides around in that quite often, so that's that's a good one to sample. That is a good one, not too often, but just enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you gonna take a sip when Jason grows up? So every time we see him grow up, this goes from him being an infant baby to him being like the toddler to the kid to like. The twelve-year-old who's like yelling at him, like, "No, you're the mom and I'm the kid." Okay. You're supposed to be the mother and I'm supposed to be the kid. That's how we don't. This yeah. ain't teamwork. Exactly. <laughs> That's not how this works. And he's one of my. I like him. He was a little spiteful, little shit, but I liked him. I did too. But he, I mean, he had to do what he had to do to be like, "Hey, I'm a kid." Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I'm the only kid that has to do the. The cleaning, the cooking, and the shopping. Yeah, it's true. And that's the hard part is you can't reason with a kid at that age. Like, it wasn't on, this isn't her decision. Like, she didn't want to do this by herself. She, she thought, had to do it by herself. She had to do it by herself. Because that's what she said. She's like, you're going to destroy our lives. And you know yeah. you are. But if what? I sit here and let it happen, then it's my fault, not your fault. I continue to let you abuse me and my son, and I can't. Yeah, exactly. Take a simp on that. You're going to take a simp when they flash to the 80s. So this is when Jason is grown, and he, you know, has to drive his mom all the way over to whatever. I don't know where he, they were driving to. Upstate New York or something, I think. Yeah, they're doing. They're doing a little going? fishing town right outside of New York. Yeah. Yeah. So when you 
see them on their little road trip every time it flashes to them at the diner or her spinning her hand and trying to fix her hair. Trying to hair. fix his hair. Did you just lick your hand and put spit in my hair? Yeah, fixing it. Did you just oh. put spit in my hair? Like- I know. <laughs> I love it too, though, at the end when she does it with her tears. Instead She's of spit, so- she counts her tears and fixes his hair. He's like, all right, all that's right. better. She tries. I'll take I'll take it. It's better than your stank-ass spit. Ugh, that grosses me out, too. My mom used to do that. Or, like, lick her thumb and, like, get something off your get face. Get something off your face. Yeah. Not now. Not corona times. I'm glad that... Uh, ew, please don't. You don't take that simp when Bev take yells at sip. somebody. Oh, my when God. Bev yells at somebody. <laughs> Yeah. She was good at yelling at people. <laughs> Noon and I'm just another angry housewife yelling at her husband on the lawn in front of the entire neighborhood! Yeah! That's me! Wonderful! To be Thank honest you, Ray! After watching this movie a couple times this week, she started to sound like Adam Sandler when she yelled. It was very weird. I was like, you guys spend a lot of time together because I hear his, you know... All right, like it's like stupid scream. Like she totally, she had it down in this one. I'm the only they mom definitely... whose shoes talk to people. Like, <laughs> oh, they do have so, a really great camaraderie in, in film. They probably they probably did feed off a lot of each other. I can see that. I do. I didn't notice it before, but I guess yeah. Um, well, we talked about it during the. Uh, wedding singer episode she kind of like hunted him down and was like I need to be in this movie with you like we're meant to be on screen like lovers like that's what we're meant to be and they they are like they've had so many good movies together that you're like yeah you guys should get married in real life even though that you're both married already with kids (laughs) I'm very happy yeah so you gonna finish your drink when at Faye's wedding toast so when Faye's, you know, saying how beautiful and smart Brev is. I know. And... I wanted to say is how beautiful Bev looks tonight. And to wish her all the happiness in the world. But now that I've said that, maybe one of you could say it to her too. You know, now that I've said that, maybe some of you guys should say that. Yeah. Because if, <laughs> if you think you should get a medal for just showing up here... Because of the circumstances. He's like, hey, hey, Faye, Faye. She's like, no, just let me finish. You fucking old school motherfucker. And your backwards view. Why even make me have a wedding? Exactly. If you're not going to give me, like, the the love and the... That's my special day. I know. No one made her actually feel special. She didn't even want to actually get married. But they made her do no. it. No. And no one treated her special in any way. I love it when, when Faye goes, she has this light around her, and you hear someone in the background go, That's the chair. That's the chair. <laughs> That's the chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's some stupid shit. That was, you dumbasses. I loved it. I love that they kept it. <laughs> I love that they kept it too. <laughs> That's the chair. That's the chair. <laughs> So funny. Yeah, that whole scene is so cringy and heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I mean... Like, you can see Brittany Murphy just down in all this wine, singing to her, her husband like she's fucking Martha from... Oh, my God, I love that part when she's on the stage. Marla. And James Woods' character, he's like, get her off. He's like, grab the fucking mic from her. In this tower. She 
finish her wedding. Hey, let her finish! Poor Faye. She was out there drunkenly giving her love away. And they pulled the mic, the plug on her. I know. They just pulled it right <laughs> off. All right. So you're going to finish your drink when Ray says his goodbye. So when he tells his son that there's, there's three things that you're going to hear about me. And two of them are going to be true. Uh, when you hear something that's, that's really, really bad, you try to think that that's the one time that, that they're wrong, okay? That's just the one time that they're wrong. Like, I totally get what he's trying to do. He did literally put his the mom under the bus. He's like, oh, your mom doesn't think it's a good idea for me to be around you. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. That that whole that that writing was so good right there. It was really good. Mm-hmm. That, like honestly, and I really think that Steve Zahn makes my effing day. I love this actor. He is incredible. I, I, we've talked about him before. He steals the he steals the show every single time he's he on screen. And that moment, you I don't really sympathize with Ray a lot. I don't. But in that no. in that moment when he's just like, not everything you hear is going to be true. I'm just like, oh, God. Like, the line that, that is so good. And I do sympathize with Ray because he might have been a fuck-up, but the entire time he tells her, like, at the beginning, he's like, y'all, bitch, don't be messing mess around with me. I'm no good. And she still wants to fucks with him. I understand you're 15. But then, like, he keeps fucking up. He knows that she doesn't want to live at her dad's house, so he ask for help so he can get her a place like he does try you know when he realizes he's addicted to drugs he goes to her dad like hey girl i need your help to figure out how to keep my family together so when she tells him he has to leave he knows that it's time he's like you're right the best thing for me to do is leave and that's why at the end he goes when she told me how great of a guy you were i feel like i had something to do with that even if it was me just fucking leaving i had something to do with that but that was how he says I'm out. He even tells the advice that's the last and really only advice he ever gives his son is he says, ask for help because they can't help. Women can't help but want to help. And yeah. that was always his thing is that he was always willing to ask for help because he knew that he could always get it. And that's something that men have a problem with doing. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you're going to finish your drink. Okay. When Jason asks for help. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how about that? Wow. It was a big moment. It's a big moment at the end. Because he's like, oh shit, my dad's right. Because as soon as he says it. She turns to him with subcompassion. I need your help. (laughs) With what? What do you need, baby? What What you want? Yeah. (laughs) What you need me to do? Which, like, if you, I mean, in the movie, he never asks for help from her. Like, he always just does everything. It's the first time he, like, acts like a real child and, like, looks at her and he's like, I need you, Mom. Like, it's... He can't help her. I mean, he wants to help, he wants to help her all the time and not to be a burden. Exactly. Because he is a burden. I mean... felt like he was a burden his whole life, probably. I mean, he kind of was his whole life. Not in a bad way, I mean... No, but, I mean, you can... Bev does not make it a secret how much that she doesn't necessarily want to be a mother you see that's i i totally feel like bev especially at the end where she's like when does this job ever end you call it a job 
What do you think it is a calling? Will this job ever end? I know. Like, and he's like, this is a I, job to you? Like, she never... Yes. She, she didn't want children. She even is talking about abortion in the movie. And she has to go all the way yes, to Puerto Rico. And I don't have no money. And you got money? money. <laughs> he's like, no. Well, then we got to have this baby. So, I mean, it, I totally understand her. She's just like, I want this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the movie, I mean, it kind of is over like she lets go but she's only 35 <laughs> like she literally has so much more like she only had one kid he's 20 he's about to go off and be with his bae like you literally have like the rest of your life the rest of your life you're only like 35 you're only 35. if he's 20 she's only 35 yeah <laughs> i know can you believe it so do you have anything to add to the drinking game so you hit all the points that I would have said while watching the movie when you should drink. Um, I want to add any time in this, while we are in the podcast, my drinkers, while we're talking, if any, either one of me or Zenobia go, oh, <laughs> you got to drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> that'll work. Oh, oh I love it. I bet you're going to do it first. There's a lot of (laughs) moments in this movie that are like, oh, oh my God. So good. Okay. I like it. I love it when they're hugging. Gosh, they hug a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They just hug all the time. You're like, oh, I love it. Oh. (laughs) Okay. I'm down. All right. So I'm going to check you. Okay, girl. If we're drinking. So that is. The motherfucking drinking game. Yes. Yes. All right. So you ready for the stats on this movie? Yeah, I'm ready. I am been okay. dying to find out how well this movie did. Okay. I'm good. I'm glad that you don't look it up because that's my job. I, yeah. I don't try to look up anything that I'm not in charge of looking up. Because I I like not knowing and finding out in this podcast. Because I'm I feel like I'm listening with everybody too. I'm like, oh my god, no effing way! Like, oh, okay, I know. You, you started that sentence off like very. I thought you were coming for me. I was like, dang. She's like, I don't look up anything. I'm not instructed directly by Zenobia <laughs> to look up. Like this is this is a shared podcast, you guys. Okay, this is a completely shared podcast. She does not dictate what I do. No, but season two is going to be a growing season for us. So please it, it, tell us what you need. Embrace it. Be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get to that. Don't worry. Mm. Okay. So let me give you these motherfucking stats. Yes. So this movie came out October 11th, 2001. Now, originally it was slated to come out in September. Yeah. Um, but 9-11 happened, and it got pushed back to October 19th. So, that's a little fun fact on that. Um, the budget for this movie was $48 million. So, if you transfer that into 2020 money, that's about $70 million to make this movie. Holy okay. F. And it made $35 million, which in 2020 money is about $51 million. So, it did not make any money. Oh, no. um, also going to throw that into the fact that it literally happened after a state of emergency. Yeah, I did. Um, and everybody was very sad. I do know that when September 11th, on September 11th, 
me and my brother wanted to get out of the house and stop watching the news and tried to go to the movie theater and it was closed. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever gone to a movie theater that was closed at like six o'clock, seven o'clock. So that could also be a reason why, you know. It wasn't get a, lot a lot of money that time. A lot of money. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to chop it up to because I think that it would have made money because Pity Marshall's movies pretty much make money. Um, at least um, of their own. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Are you ready? Yeah. Critics, 49%. No freaking way. Are you kidding? I kid you not. I'm very disappointed. Whoa. Critics, critics I'm that I'm assuming are mostly men who don't understand the struggle of being a fucking woman in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Like they, like other people. Oh, well, that pisses me the fuck off. Are you serious? I, I'm as serious as a motherfucking heart attack. Those Ain't that some bullshit? Ain't that some bullshit? That is some real fucking bullshit. I cannot. I got more. 48%, you said? 49%. 49%. That's such crap. Oh, my yeah. God. They did an excellent job. Oh, my God. The editing on that movie was incredible. The editing, the soundtrack, the costumes, the location, the casting. The casting it was acting? all beautifully done. Yeah, it was all beautifully done. Wow. So, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. That's why here on Lights, Camera, Cocktails, we pick movies that we love not that critics love yeah okay. amen to that mm-hmm. okay so audience 66 percent still upset on that one but <sighs> i think it's because it's such a, a serious based kind of movie that i feel like the trailers did really draw you in thinking that it was going to be a certain type of movie and it's not it's um, not at all i will agree i feel like a lot of maybe a lot of audiences were expecting one thing when they went into this movie and when they realized how dramatic it was going to be, they all were probably not like disappointed. I don't want to say disappointed, but they probably were a little like, whoa, that was a little more intense than I expected on a fun Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. So because it because it does give off that sense. And you've got a lot of comedic actors in it as well. You do. So you think that it's going to be a way when it's not. And like I said, yeah. You know, 2001, you know, people weren't really trying to be depressed. They needed something to snap them Light out of. Mood. Yeah, so that could also be the case on that, too. But Zenobia's Fresh Tomato, or Ripe. Yo, yeah, keep it fresh, girl. Fresh. You got that. Keeping it fresh. Is, um... I'm gonna, ZZ Fresh. Yeah. Oh, ZZ Fresh. Oh, okay, okay. So, my ZZ Fresh is yeah give me that zz fresh <laughs> i'm going to give it a 99 i think it's great i think that it's well done you can hear the woman's voice the struggle the men weren't just you know assholes they had a purpose and the fact that it's based on a book that's based on a true story is awesome so you can't you can't hate on it so i love it what are you gonna what's your zz fresh <laughs> my um my ZZ Fresh Lemon Lenny Zest <laughs> would have to be Give me that zest. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would give it a 92%. Okay. I loved this movie. It is a little hard to relate just because we grow up in a different time in a different era. But knowing the history of what women's struggle had to be during that time and like acknowledging and appreciating that I can still, and the acting was phenomenal. The editing was great. Mm -hmm. I love the soundtrack. I just, I would still put it in the nineties, but 
I put it a little lower just because it is hard for me to completely relate because in your mind, I'm still, I'm like, just, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like serious. But, but the, but the, in rationality, it's just, it was super hard during that time. And it, this is based on a true story. So the woman's account of it and what she went through and what Drew Barrymore character Beverly goes through, like that's real. And it's, it's, it is hard. It is hard to watch and listen to something that happens so real and, there's no therapy. Like they even say it in the first scene. It's like <laughs> no one believed in therapy. No one respected it. Nobody like reached out to try to get help in these situations. And those were things that could have helped. Because this Family. is why. This is why therapists are wealthy. Moments like this. Why didn't he just get her the bra? People, kids need therapy. Just shit like. Yeah. Why didn't he just get her the fucking bra? Like she said, you can't <laughs> negotiate with my boobs. Like. Pop, you can't negotiate my boobs. Whether I'm too young to have them or not, I've got them. They yeah, here. I love, I love that. Actress. I got them. So I know that's cute. that's probably my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie. He's like, it's not my favorite scene, but it's top ten favorite scenes. It's of that movie. so good because she's it's just good. like, she's being upfront with her dad because at that age, I would have never told my dad I liked a boy, and I I would have told she, him I wanted a bra, but I wouldn't have told him why I wanted the bra. No. Well, she sets the tone for what Be- who Beverly is. Yeah. She sets it for exactly what to expect from this rambunctious child who has this wonderful imagination, very articulate, very loquacious. She's a storyteller, you can tell, and she has such a, a, a attention to detail. So it kind of set the tone for what Beverly is going to be, and I that's, loved it. That's so true. Yeah. Because it's more than what I... I got more than... <laughs> She just gets her fat and she squishes them into the bra. <laughs> and it would be tragic, like more tragic than Shakespeare if I didn't marry him because what's her name? Like Melissa Taylor or something? Melissa Molly, I think, or something. Because she has a bra, man. Because I want something to support what I got. To enhance what I got, which is a lot more than that Melissa Thomas. Which is a lot. Like, she's so cute. <laughs> She's so cute. Way more than that Melissa fucking bitch has. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Do you know a little history about our author and book? Yeah, I do. Um, so I have unfortunately never read the book. Neither have I. I feel, re- I feel really bad. And usually I do like to read a book. Um when I know it's a book turned to movie, but I didn't read this one, unfortunately. Um, but Beverly Donafrillo is a real woman. She really did have a baby when she was 15 years old. The whole story is true. There's only a couple of differences that happen from the book to the movie. You mentioned earlier, it's like, well, she never had a brother, so she didn't, but she actually did. Oh. And in the book, he's considered the golden child, the golden boy. And she is compared consistently to him. Why didn't they add that to the movie? They were trying to cut down on main characters. Uh, there was he, She also had two little sisters, not just one, but two. They showed this one sister, okay. The one sister, but they didn't show the two. But yeah, so that was like one of the things and they just tried to, when I was reading about it, they really wanted to like weave a friendship together with her and Faye, even though she had a lot of other best friends. They do mention her other friend that lives kind of basically what a normal Connecticut young girl's life would be like. She's the one who meets her beau at the same ass party as these bitches. The same party. You know, she, she's so cute. Remember, she's just like, can I sit? And then she just sits right on his lap. What is that? Is that a <laughs> thing? So, 
That's clever. That's what I gotta say. So well, clever. I know. When the world opens back up, you guys, that's gonna be my first one to try out. <laughs> I don't know how but, people are gonna. I'll, I'll wear a mask while I do it, but I'm gonna try it. Oh, <laughs> the days when we can actually do it. But yeah, she's like a very accomplished American memoirist. She's a child's author. Um, she went to like she she applied herself so hard to school. She wanted just a higher education, and you can see it in the film that, and, and then also talks about it in the book. Like no matter what, even though she had to raise her son on her own, she was doing night school. She was consistently trying to better her station in education. And it shows like she is she's an incredible writer. She gets her MFA in Columbia because she finally does move to New York with her babe, with Jason. And um, she gets to New York and goes to Columbia and she accomplishes all that she wants to do, which is pretty beautiful. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So and she is a badass basically about doing it, too. Like she doesn't let anyone put her down. And I like that about her. Um, she is heavily involved in the film as well. She's even makes an appearance. She does. In the film. She does. So she was constantly there on set to give direction um, to the producers and to Penny Marshall, who is the director. And um, she shows up in the wedding scene. She's she uh, sitting right behind Drew Barrymore. And when Faye is giving the speech and she says, Bev looks beautiful tonight, Drew Barrymore actually in filming made eye contact with the real Beverly and was just like, Hey girl, you are beautiful, bitch. (laughs) You are beautiful. (laughs) So that's really nice too. It took her a long time to settle on selling the rights for the book. I did read that by 89, it was sold. Like she book came out in 86, but 89, Mm -hmm. it was sold to, I don't remember what studio bought it, but it sat on the shelf and it was going to have Cher and somebody else in it. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know if it was in her claws or something, but it never, it was never actually made until, um, what's his name? James L. Brooks got it. And was like, hey girl, let me make And this. he was, I mean, he did Terms of Endearment. He transferred the script book from Terms of Endearment to film. And so he was a pretty trustworthy character. And actually, he was the one that approached Penny Marshall to do the film. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they actually did not see eye to eye every so often. They were, actually, they were really good friends in real life. Um, I say that was because Penny Marshall has passed on. Yeah. We've, she uh, passed away in 2018. Yeah, we've talked about Penny Marshall on the show a couple times talked about uh, her uh, brief appearance in Hocus Pocus uh, yep. in Staten Island Summer. We also just recently did A League of Their Own. So well, in the future, we'll, we will be doing big. And I know. Maybe in Christmas we could do A, pre- a Preacher's Wife. I didn't know that was her. I just watched that actually oh, yeah. today. Uh, but yeah. Oh, preacher's Wife. That's a little bit on the real Bev. I didn't know that uh yeah they followed pretty really, close to the script just a couple things were they, different they followed really close to the script they didn't want to steer too differently but they did take out things that they felt like they needed to they really wanted to focus on the relationship between bev and Faye. so that's why they didn't create too many other friendships because they really wanted those two characters to have as much time to shine and since they had most of the interactions and the best interactions in the book 
they really wanted to push that forward and not get it convoluted with too many friends. I mean, I, and, uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind reading the book, but I would have liked to see the golden child brother and the way that they treat men different than women. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to be like, well, you know, they should have did this and they should have did that because it is a real story. But I, yeah. don't, I don't know how their relationship was, but I would have kind of liked to see that more than like the very loving, doting little sister, which was good to happen. Like have someone in the family who isn't mad or judging her, just happy that she's her. But, but yeah. I think it would have brought a really bigger if they had shown the golden boy brother. There is a tension like the, the father and daughter relationship is already so it's a treasured relationship that you see. Mm -hmm. And it's like daddy's little girl. And he wants to just protect her. He wants the best for her. He wants to have, you know, in, in, in hetero relationships, the father always really wants there to be a strong man to take care of his daughter for him because he won't be able to do that for her anymore. And I feel like adding the brother aspect to it and having him be like this strong figure as well and like doted on by the father it could have created even more of an understanding of the complexity of their relationship as well it's like well i can't be as good as my great brother to you and and you're right i, I would have loved to have seen what it would be like in the 60s the difference in a family treating a young boy as opposed to a young girl yeah and i would have loved he probably kicked ray's ass <laughs> He would have could probably kicked. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what kind of uh, relationship they had. Which know? and also uh, something real that was in the book that was in, in the movie is that Ray is portrayed more of a loser in the book is is more of a despicable, pathetic kind of character. Uh -huh. um, but because of Steve Zahn, he's just so damn charming and lovable <laughs> that it, it wasn't portrayed the same way, which again like you and i have kind of already discussed that in this deck like the podcast like i didn't have too much sympathy for ray until certain parts but steve makes it so hard to it's, not like he him. plays a very good uh lovable fuck up that no matter mm -hmm. what he does he's just has such a charisma about him that he's like yeah he could be joking he could be very serious and you're like oh, oh god damn it all right fine like it, it, it yeah. doesn't really matter which makes sense to me of why i don't know the real ray obviously but it makes sense to me why bev would stay with someone like that for so long they have to be that kind of charming motherfucker or else she would have left a long time ago well because he is a good father and they talk about this in the book he is a good father in regards to like being a buddy to his son like they do have a really good rapport together they are like two young kids because he was a young kid i mean technically he was i believe 17 she was 15 and he was 17 right i don't know if they really say but i assumed he was like 17 18. yeah he, he was definitely older than her because he didn't have to go to school He's, yeah but he was not good at the father responsibility part of the the relationship but he was very good at giving the boy attention giving letting the kid feel like a kid that would only last it for so long though if he no, would have stayed doesn't. around because, the kid well, would have been like because then he gets addicted to addicted to heroin and all goes to shit he even spent the money on the baby aspirin like i spent everything i even spent the money for jason's aspirin on a fix <laughs> i spent that too like he was just Oh my god. I do want to see though, because they make such an emphasis of it in the movie that the first time he does heroin, he like knows the day. And they even referenced it like that Jason was wearing a monkey costume. Remember because it was Halloween and he was wearing a monkey costume? He was dressed and I wonder, I, I do want to read the book now just because I wanted, is there more to that night that 
why they emphasize it in the movie, like why specifically we know exactly the time and when and what was going on. Like, well, what it would was be, it would be, it, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I know that I haven't read anything. And if you have, please send your review on the book to lights, camera, cocktail yeah. at gmail.com. And, please. but I, I assumed like just in hearing that, that like he remembered because it was a holiday. He remember what year it was because he remembers what his son was wearing and that I feel like she took him out trick-or-treating and he was supposed to like pass out candy but him and, and Lizard you know fucked around Lizard. and like did some shit and so he remembers because by the time she came home he had to like straighten up or whatever like so I do want to like give you a quick review on the drink with the cranberry red cranberry? bowl it's pretty good I'm gonna have to say like Ooh, she's drinking it from the can, people. Ooh, it's sweet. Okay, well, I wanted to just okay. taste the, the the Red Bull in it, but yeah. Do you think that it? You think that the cranberry itself balances out the usual flavor of Red Bull because the, the flavor of Red Bull is very strong. The flavor of Red Bull is strong if you do it with regular Red Bull, but if you do it with cranberry Red Bull or some other kind of flavored Red Bull, no, you don't really taste it like that. Ooh, okay, I like it. Yeah, so I like it like I would recommend the Cranberry Red Bull if you can find it. I don't know. I went to the Soda Owl and there was a shit ton over there. Soda Owl. Yeah, I went to the grocery store and I just like went. Oh, the Soda Owl. I thought that you had you went to a place called Soda Owl, like yeah. Owl's Toy Barn. You know Soda Owl. You know Soda Owl. He, soda owl, he got a whole barn full of sodas. <laughs> you got that Shasta. You know. <laughs> so. Fun facts. Yes, Penny Marshall almost quit directing after making this movie. I think this was her last movie she directed. I don't think so. Well, now I gotta look, but I'm pretty sure she did other movie. But she stopped directing for a while because she didn't want to have to deal with the world after 9-11. She said that the movies that were being made after 9-11 were all violent. Yeah. Yeah. And that it was all violent and that nobody really wanted a feel good coming of age woman story you know like kind of shit so she just kind of held off on so yes this was her last feature film that she directed she would go on to produce cinderella man in 2005 Oh, she and produced be with it. in 2005 and she did direct episodes of TV television series according to Jim and United States of Terra but she never did a feature film after riding in cars with boys a uh, feature film is tough and you can make your money off of just doing a couple episodes off of a couple TV shows that does yeah. make sense but yeah mm-hmm. she was just like you know what I can't do this anymore you guys don't yeah. appreciate my storytelling then I'm yeah. not gonna continue to do it for you guys, which is sad because she did die in um, 2018, so we don't get any mm-hmm. fresh shit from her. But yeah, always remember the greats, which is what we are doing. Always, she was one of the greats, mm-hmm. and she was married to Rob Reiner. Oh my God! Uh, her daughter, Tracy Reiner, is in this movie. She has a little guest appearance in this movie. We briefly talked about her in a legal lo- of their own because she was in that as well but she plays the nurse that pushes baby jason out she hands it here you go here's your mr and mrs hassock this is one of the most beautiful baby boys i've ever seen i didn't have a boy i had a girl baby boy and she's like no 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 i had a girl and she's like yeah he's like nah you don't remember you had a boy 
<laughs> I told Faye he was, we were going to have girls and they were going to grow up and be just like us. He's like, well, we had a boy. So he's going to be just like me. Like, he's just like a fucking... <laughs> she just starts crying. <laughs> so you take a drink because she definitely so cried on that one. <laughs> I feel like that's me if I had a baby. Just, like, I actually had baby. the baby. Just the baby. I don't care what rate, what it is, what sex it is. I would have won a boy over a girl, definitely. But that would have been me. Oh, I want a girl over a boy. I mean, I don't care. You know I what I want? Care. A bunch of dogs. <laughs> That's no, what, they're for real. Lot. They're for real. Mm. Um, my super favorite uh, little fun fact, though, is that the Jason age that Which, are like little boy Jasons, the age three and the age seven, are actually brothers. I can see that because they do look alike. They were real. They're really brothers in real life. So wait, so three was three. The, the two toddlers, like the three-year-old and the seven-year-old. So it's the seven-year-old, the one who's crying in the street, and he's like, yes. get away! I love him. He's leave like, me alone! I will leave you alone if you just get out of the, just street. Get out of the street! He's like, ah! And he just, like, stomps away. I'm Such your mother! I am your mother! And that means you're not allowed to stay mad at me! Which means mm-hmm. that you can't stay mad at me! <laughs> It's so real. It is so real. Babies raising babies. I know. She's only like 20, man. You know what I was doing at 21? Losing my shit over my dog. Okay, that's what I was doing at 21. (laughs) Not raising a tiny human. That makes me feel so like, oh, God. Oh, drink. (laughs) I told you you were the, uh. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, but drink. Everyone out there, drink. Mommy, you look smart. <laughs> oh, I know. Because he says you look beautiful, and she's like, "No, tell me I look smart." Oh, that was so rough. That was so rough. That all scene is also great because she does a lot of screaming in that one. She's like, "I'm out of here, <laughs> screaming at my husband in front of the neighbors." <laughs> like she was not happy <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about james wood he's somebody that we have not talked about on this show at all uh, and every single time i i hear his voice i always think of hades from disney hercules yes which he said i can't help it whenever i hear him i'm just like oh hades 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 he said that was his favorite role of all times and that he would play that role till the day he died it's so good it is such it's a good one so good yep i always think of casino <gasps> I love him in Casino. He's such a dirtbaggy, like, pimp-ass bitch. He's so cool. With Sharon Stone, dating Sharon Stone's ass. Which, Mm -hmm. apparently, in in real life, they're actually, like, best friends. And he says that she's the smartest woman in Hollywood. Ooh. I believe it. She's incredible. I also want to... I'm sorry, before we move on, I just want to, like, throw out some, like, good vibe for Sharon Stone. I know that she is going through some stuff right now. I believe a couple of members of her family have died from the coronavirus and that her sister is infected as we speak. I don't know her status or anything, but I did read about that. And our our thoughts and wishes go out with you because that shit is scary, man. I love Sharon Stone. so scary. Yeah. Oh, love you, Sharon Stone. Love you. I love him in uh, Videodrome. 
Okay. Cronenberg's Videodrome. I'm like obsessed with him in that film. I've never seen it. Oh, he's so good. Ugh, I love it. He was in a lot. He's been in so many films. He has been in so many films. Uh, Like he's... Also, for people who might not know where you heard him from or heard his name from, he is heavily featured, or his name is heavily featured in Family Guy as James Woods High School or whatever. And he also makes a couple cameos in the series, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, he plays the hard-ass dad in The Birds of Suicides. This is, like, not the only hard... That's right. He locked those yeah. bitches up. Ooh. Locked them up. We need to do... Wait, that's a book too, right? Yeah. Okay, so if, feel me out. Tell me how you feel. But we can have a movie-themed month of movies that were books first. I love that. We could either I, have already read the books or have not read the books. We should read the books, though, continuously with the movies. Or I can read a book in a week. I don't know. It depends on the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we should. I'm down. We should do that. Virgin Suicides was a very that was a Sophia dark, Coppola. weird, gorgeous. We can have a whole movie. month of Sophia Coppola. We can have a Coppola month. Ooh, I like that. Hit all the Coppolas. Okay, all right. Okay, we'll we'll talk about we'll, this one off the show. We'll talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> but stay tuned for a book this month. This is a side conversation that our our listeners don't need to hear. So James Woods is a genius. He's a genius. He is incredible. He's just, he, he, is, he just has a way of taking in a character and just like going with it. He has a higher IQ score than Albert Einstein. He got a perfect on his, he got an 800 on his uh, SATs for verbal. Whoa. And he got like oh. a 700 and like 90 something in math. This guy's a fucking genius. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he is super, super smart. He's part of Mensa. And so he is, like, way smarter than we fucking give him credit for. He has a walk on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a star that he got back in 98. But James Woods is a reserved officer for the LAPD. Get out of here. Yeah, which, you know, kind of works with his character on this one since she is a cop. You yeah. Know, just a down-home cop who arrests his daughter for drying weed. What the fuck? <laughs> I like that, though. It shows that he's not above the law. It shows that he's not above the law. But his partner was willing to just, like, <laughs> and keep well, on trucking. They really, I mean, I think that's why he gets so emotional at the wedding is that, like, all these people, all the, all the cops, everyone just comes together. And it's like they're families. And they held them accountable as well as, like, always being understanding. And I don't know what the cop life is like, but me neither. But uh, but that cop was just willing to turn. He's like, oh, kids say the darndest things. Because uh. sometimes you don't know what you know. Kids say a lot of things. My niece is four. She just turned four, and she goes, um, I just want to go over there and rub that, oh. rub that titty. But she says kitty. Like that's what she says. She says kitty, but it sounds like titty. Oh, titty. Uh, so you kids, said ah, though you got a drink. Oh damn it. But that Love is, that the, yeah, you know, kids say the, the darndest things. You they know? really do. You know, you can just kind of say like, oh, he said she was drying weeds or I don't know, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of nothing. Now, I know that you all have talked about Brittany Murphy already on Clueless. Yes. But we have got to give this woman credit on this movie because she does my favorite scene in the entire movie. Which is? 
My daughter's a tramp. My daughter's a tramp. My daughter's a tramp. You're 15 years old. How can you do this to me? My daughter's a tramp. My daughter's a tramp. My daughter's a tramp. My daughter's a tramp. I wish you were like, never born. I wish you were never born. Take this gun. Take my gun. Shoot me, lad. <laughs> She's like, okay, now you. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone is staring at them. They don't care. She's like, come on, let's just do it and like get it over with. And everyone is like, they're right in the middle of the sidewalk. She's so good. My She's daughter's a so, tramp. My daughter's a tramp. She don't even give a shit. But she did a great job. Oh, especially yeah. in that scene. I mean, in every scene, too, when she's singing, we already talked about when she sings at the wedding, when she gives her speech, when she's talking to Bev and she's she's like, you know that you love your son. Like, you know you do when they're both high. <laughs> I feel like I would, ask that, I would ask that question, too. Like, do you do you love your kid? And God, we don't even know. She could have been going through, like, postpartum depression. We don't even fucking know because she no, didn't because have that same connection. Uh, but she knew that she had to keep this kid alive. So when she's doing, you know, trying to rehabilitate Ray and he's sitting there screaming, she has to put on some stupid song and dance for the kid so that mm -hmm. he's not freaked out that his dad is, like, dying in the other room. Like, it's just, she did a good job. and She did a really good job. Brittany Murphy is fantastic our scene the wedding scene we already talked about she had to mm -hmm. cry for two days straight and what sucks is that they ended up keeping the first actual filming of the first day that's the one they used so she really didn't have to go through that second day of crying but fucking penny marshall ass bitch i, I bet know. she was dehydrated as fuck you had her sitting here like just crying because she's like yeah i'm pregnant too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of crying in this movie. That's why it was that was drink number one. Was like, let's just drink on the cries, man. We could just do that as the drinking game. You'll still get fucked. Yeah, it's really good for every single teenage tear <laughs> falls from someone's eyes. You take a sip. But I love her. I love Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. Too young. I got a fun fact. You ready? I want to hear so, it. So since. Faye and Bev never really got to go to prom. Brittany Murphy, on the other hand, did. And she went, her, her prom date is somebody that you probably know. Jonathan Branish. Branish? He was the kid on Ladybugs. He's like a little white kid, you know? He's like the oh, kid in that. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yeah, and he ended up... Uh, completing suicide he's part of the 27 club because he died at 27 in the early 2000s wow. but oh that's terrible before that he was britney murphy's prom date Aww. yeah i'm sorry to bring you down on that one but i thought that was a cool fact it's okay you have to take a drink because i on you did on god damn it <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the aussie in the movie um, adam garcia adam garcia he is from New South Wales, Australia, and he went to the same high school as Hugh Jackman. Oh, no way. And some other uh, Australian people that I didn't know. So, yeah, he, he went to a school <laughs> that Hugh Jackman went to probably about 10 years before because Hugh Jackman's older. <laughs> 
But something I didn't know about Adam is that he is a tap dancer. Did you know that? I did not know that. Not only is sense. I know he's good. And he's got the, those sweet dance moves in Coyote Ugly. I was about to say Coyote Ugly. He does have some sweet moves, but not only is he a tap dancer, but he did some tap dancing at the Sydney Olympic Opening Games in two thousand. And wow. yeah, and he co-founded the internationally acclaimed tap group called Tap Dogs. And so he's really into, you know, tapping, apparently. I feel like there's a movie where he does tap. Isn't that a thing? I feel like... I'm trying to think. I just remember that really sweet... He kind of... I'm really sad. He doesn't... He wasn't in a lot. He he aged really well. I think that he looks really You know, he's two years older than Drew Barrymore when they were filming. He is two years older than Drew. So he's supposed to Wait, play... okay, so that's what I read, but then when I looked at their birthdays, it showed that she was two years older than he was. He's born in, like, oh. 73, and she's born in 75. Oh, so never mind. He yeah. wasn't older than her. Yeah, because I thought, I was like, okay, well, then she was probably blah, blah, blah. So when she filmed the movie, she was, like, 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. The tables have turned. The tables have turned. So yeah, he he is a cutie patootie. He does do Confession of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes, he is in that movie. Oh. Ugly. And so I'm always excited to see him. I think that he aged very well. And I hope to see him in some other stuff. He did a great job. Sometimes I do hear a little bit of his Aussie voice come out and yeah some of stuff it does it does come out just a little bit but you forgive him because he's just such a sweetheart yeah. and i think he was mo- he doesn't mainly do film he does a lot of like touring of shows he's really he's really big in the musical circuit this is true he uh is you can see him in london a lot of times like he was duty on the london broadway show of grief he played the lead in saturday night fever is that what it's called yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Uh-huh. And he played, like, the John Travolta role, who also started his theater career playing in Greece as well. So, like, it's... He has won a bunch of awards in London and Australia for his stage work. So, yeah, he's more of a visual person to see on the stage. So, I- I'm sure... Yeah, he's... He's, he's got that... Those sweet moves for the live performances... I got moves you've never seen before. <laughs> I know that's my best friend's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my speaking of Mary, my favorite is when Ray proposes, please marry me. Please marry me. Because I'm shit without you. A romantic. A marriage proposal that contains the word shit. How romantic. A marriage proposal that contains yes. the word shit. shit. Yeah, I would take that. Shit, I ain't shit without you, girl. I'm like, okay. I ain't shit he without it. you. He does. He. It was heartfelt. It was heartfelt. He did love her. He loved her more than she loved him. Uh, definitely. Because sure. she doesn't even say I love you when he like they get to their new house. Like he's kind of waiting. She says all these nice things about him, and she's like, "That's all." <laughs> yeah, that's all. I don't need to tell she you. She hugs him, and that's it. Yeah. I was going to talk what? about Steven real quick. We were talked about how much we love him as Ray. He's very fun and oh sweet. Uh, he's in so many other things. Like We love him in 
<laughs> that thing you do. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's. Oh, well, I'm not with these fellows right here. Neaters, baby. <laughs> no neaters. <laughs> I'm not with these fellows right here. I got a pig in the competition, and I will win that blue ribbon. that blue ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that all day. I even ended up watching that thing you do today because I was so... I was so alone. We are doing that movie. Listeners, listen. We are doing that movie. Of course. Tom Hanks original? Oh, so good. Y'all know how much I love me some Tom Hanks. I love me Tom Hanks. Uh, oh my god i love steve Zahn so much like i could talk about him for hours we we this is a, this is very dangerous ground he's just the most incredible i'm telling you everything he does is perfect we were talking earlier about how he just steals a focus on no matter what mm-hmm. movie or show Always. that he's in you focus on him what's the he one just, what's the one with him and jack black saving silverman is that what it's called yeah, it's Saving Summerman. I fucking love him in that. He was just I'm, like too <laughs> stupid shitty. Like it was just too much. He he has been in so many things. Is he uh, without a paddle? He's in that too, isn't he? You've got mail. You've got mail. He's in so much I stuff. I love him. And you got mail with Tom Hanks. Him and Tom Hanks have a really good friendship. I just know it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he put him in his movie. Yeah. So, do you know who was going? Who was up for the role, right? Um, I think I feel like I read this. I don't remember though. It was it was unmemorable. That's terrible. I shouldn't <gasps> say that. I wrote it who down was because it? I was happy about it. Uh, Norman Reedus, Dale. He's Dale from The Walking Dead. Oh, that's right. He's the dude in uh, what's the Boondock Saints? That's right. He could have been You're right. Um, I can see him being like a badass, like no good dude. With but I'm glad that they mm-hmm. casted it the way that they did. Yeah, but that would have been interesting Ooh. to see, though. That would have been interesting to see. Do you know who was actually a character that they put in the movie that wasn't in the book? Oh my god, who who? Her best friend, her 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 high school friend, Tommy Butcher. Oh, the pimple by- dude. Yeah, the pimply, gross guy that comes back. He's, like, from California. He's been studying at Berkeley. Like, yeah, I'm going back to Berkeley for my master's. Yeah, that Yeah, dude. that guy. He That character was actually not in the book at all. Okay. And that that actor is Peter um, Fessinelli. Yeah. I love he, when he's she's sitting on the steps, and he's like, hey, Bev. And she's like, ah! And look, she screams. He's like, ah! Did I, <laughs> did I scare you? And she's like, did I, no. <laughs> and it's so funny time. too because remember they go he she he's like let's go for a walk she's like well i can only do it around here he's like okay and then they're walking and then the kid comes out and he's like she can't leave a kid alone where were you i woke up you weren't there you're like god damn it i can't even walk in the fucking roundabout in front of our goddamn house dude i never left you it's a freaking cold as heck if you screamed i could hear you like i could hear you fucking fart like i don't know why you're tripping right now <laughs> <laughs> kid come on so good but yeah he was a, a good ad for drew barrymore do you know yeah. do you know who could have been bev besides drew drew who christine richie <gasps> christina richie would have been so good too i mean not drew barrymore good but pretty good i don't know i kind of would have watched it with christina richie like she is a phenomenal actress. 
I think she's amazing. I love Christina Ricci. Or maybe Renota Ryder. I could also see her. Yeah. I could see her. But I she, don't know. Drew does such a good job. But she though. might be too old for this role. Because Drew Barrymore yeah. is in her like mid-20s playing a 15-year-old for like a quarter of the goddamn movie. And she pulls it off. She, she does. She really does pull it off. She gives. She really does develop the maturity and the feelings like from a young teenage to a full adult. And you can see the character change and like... You can, I, I love how she portrays the mother, this New Yorker writer, and she has this aged wisdom already yeah, established. Mm-hmm. And it just, you already see her, you're like, wow, she's been through a lot. Yeah. I also love the mom in this movie. Uh, Lorraine Bracco. We already talked about her in Goodfellas. I figured as much. But she does such a great job as being like the mother that is there. Um, I read something i can't remember now but they were talking about how the difference between a mom and a dad when they find out that their daughter is pregnant like the dad is upset and feels like betrayed and like he didn't do his job of keeping her virginity and a mom is upset for like a short period of time but then she's off buying you know booties and diapers and shit like before the babies even showed up and that yeah. kind of is exactly what this family is like the mom is not happy She's no, not, but she knows, but she that, knows to... that I I have to help help her clean because she's only fucking fifteen. She doesn't even know how to live in her own house. I have to no. help her be a, a wife because God knows she doesn't know how to be a wife. Like, you know, there's just so much that she has to do, and she does do it very well. And I I love her. Like, I love when the baby pees in her mouth. Oh, I love that. <laughs> he, I love that part. He comes out all slipping on the pee, and she's like, "Come yeah. here to come to grandmother." Jason, God bless you. Why you make your grandma so happy? Mommy, mommy, peepee mouth. Look, mommy, mommy be so happy. Mommy, peepee mouth. Look, mommy, pee. And just laughs at her. Like, it, that, okay. it's those little moments that you're like, that is funny. That but is. It's very funny. She was there for that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a good mom. She's a good mom. Yeah. She is a good mom. And she's such a beautiful actress, too. Like, you guys have already talked about her in Goodfellas. Like, and I'm sure you've already mentioned all of her great acclaim. Mm-hmm. Like, she's I, f- a- I feel like when Bev is at the rest stop and she calls for her ride. She, yeah. I don't think that she calls her dad. I think she calls her mom and her mom sends her dad. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's all I think. Like, I don't think that she would call her dad and be like, Dad, come pick me up. Like, if I was stranded anywhere, my dad is literally the first person I would call. I'm like, hi, uh, I'm like, hi Mom. Can you put Daddy on the phone? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that, that See, would be me. I would have called my mom. I would have called my mom. I would have definitely called my dad to come fucking get me from anywhere. But if I knew my dad was mad at me, I would definitely call my mom to have her send him to come get me. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel like they do. But it's such a cathartic moment. Like, they have to have that end scene of those two in the car. Because that's how it starts. That's how it's got to finish. Mm-hmm. Singing the same-ass song. Singing the same song. I love where she's and like... Oh, go ahead. It didn't even come on the radio, either. It's something that he just remembered. And it's a moment that he loved the most about her as a little girl and what they used to do together. And it, it's a pretty beautiful moment. Back when all you I wanted was little... fucking bras. <laughs> What I got? (laughs) You're grabbing her titties. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I do love the whole 
And she's like, Jason thinks that I ruined his life. Can you, he blames me for everything. Can you believe that? And I, like, he says nothing, but like, kind of like smirks, like, yeah, bitch, you said the same shit about me. And she, exactly. without saying anything, she's like, oh, fuck. Like, you could see on her face, like, know, fuck, I'm face. telling the wrong person that this is, can you believe that? Because I've literally cursed the everything that you've ever done. <laughs> you fucked me over big time. It's true. It's true. They did a good casting. I love the that cast. That was a great casting. Yeah, I loved the cast. It was all so good. And like little Sarah Gilbert shows her face. Yes. So um, James, James Wood and Drew Barrymore were in a movie prior to this. Did you know that? What was it? It was Cat Eyes in 1985, the Stephen King movie. Oh, that's right. So he worked but with Drew Barrymore back when she was a child. I loved that book. I've never read the book, but the movie was pretty Ooh. pretty weird. So um that's that's kind of how long he's known her so I can feel that father daughter like vibe cuz he's probably that's known that, her yeah. for whole life. Yeah, for a very long time. Um cuz he's been in the business since the 70s. So Wow. Pretty cool, right? Small that is town. Really cool. That is, I always, that, I can't, I feel like that just is the coolest part about actors getting to work with each other and getting to see each other grow through their age and their experience and then being able to come back to an old film or not an old film, but come back around to do a new film together. It, it must be such a treat. Especially when you're older. So you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. I know. I bet it's wonderful. Oh, oh, drink. God damn it. Get me drunk. Girl, that's my job. I thought that was my job. <laughs> it's good to take a day off on. What is this day. job ever over? What is this job ever end? <laughs> like, seriously? Oh. So um, I just kind of want to talk about the old school mentality of teen moms back in the day. Oh. Okay. Where they actually had to, you know, when she's like, oh, girl, you know, I, my plan is not to get married is to, like, struggle as a single mom. She probably would have done a lot better if she never got married mm-hmm. because she would have only had her and the baby to deal with and not Ray. Ray spending their Possibly. fucking money. She would have had to stay home, though. True. And her, her mother and father might have been a little bit more harsher with the discipline for her and the kid at the same time. True. So it, it would have been a different life for her, for sure. But, but then again, I she's still agree. a kid that needs to be disciplined. Even though you are a mother, you're still a child. I would have to, yeah, I would have to agree that it's it was it's such a bad mentality to like let the kids get force the kids to get married. It'll fix everything. It'll make everything okay. Like that's not a thing. It's not going to be okay. It kind of will escalate it and make things worse. And all it did was make things worse. You're right, and it just made exactly. her resent. Her child made her resent Ray, made her resent her parents. Like, she just, if she never and Ray had... couldn't live up to the responsibility. Ray could not live up to the expectations or responsibility. So he turned to substance abuse because he felt inadequate. I mean, he, he got married and he's like, oh, I'm glad that you decided that we're going to open up a fucking uh, garage. garage. <laughs> I didn't have any idea how I was going to make a living. <laughs> Because I, I had no know cl- what to do with my life. I didn't know how to make a living. And he's laughing about that. And you're like, uh, what? Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fresh off because she's not really showing. But still, girl. 
But yeah, the whole idea of a school not giving a scholarship to a person who is a sing- a mother today yeah. is mind-boggling for us because yeah. me and you both went to school with tons of single parents. We did. <laughs> and they made I it had fucking a lot, happen. I had a lot of kids in college. People have kids. They do it. It's not unheard of. It's not something that should stop you from getting a higher education just because you want to have a child or just because you have to have a child. It's just because you have to have a child. And it's just redonk. And it's crazy that, you know, you look back on it and that was like the 60s. We could be more than that. We can be mothers. We can work in the workforce. And we can write a biography about our life that gets turned into a movie by Penny Marshall starring Drew Barrymore. And Brittany Murphy, like (laughs) (laughs) these are things that can happen, and 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 that's kind of what this shows, and that's why Mm -hmm. I like Ray at the end because when they ask him to sign sign the paper paper. so that they he can be part of the book, he doesn't even hesitate. Not at all. He's like kind of excited, like, oh, okay, this is what you wanted, Bev. Your whole life, yeah. you wanted to be a writer, and you you're he was gonna, so supportive. Yeah, you're gonna make a book writing about me, like holy shit! Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't like super excited about it, but he was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll sign this. If it wasn't for his fucking Rosie Perez ass wife, who was like, eh, uh-uh, we want a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars, surely. If anything, if I were Bev. After going to visit him, I would have definitely sent him money, even if he didn't ask for any, because he is a huge part of her book. And he lives in a shitty ass mobile park. Not even that he lives in a mobile park, which is not a problem, but it's a shitty ass one. Like, yeah, it's bad. He lives in a really bad part of town. He lives in a really bad situation. Here's my question, though. So I read somewhere that when he introduces her in the film, he goes, this is my first wife, Beverly. Mm hmm. But I read somewhere that those two actually never got a divorce. Is that true? I kind of wondered that because there was no mention of a divorce. There was only mention Mm -hmm. of him leaving. You just have to not be here, which Mm -hmm. would make sense because divorcing was something that was unheard of back then. It was extra frowned upon. Like, not only are you 15 with a fucking baby and now you're married, but then you want to divorce on top of that. Like, you were just, you breaking too many goddamn rules kind of shit. So, yeah. And I couldn't find anything. I could not find any record or like when I looked up her biography it didn't say anything about them ever getting divorced so i don't know if they are divorced did she ever get remarried i i i i know i don't know the story but i hope that after she makes this book she actually finds a man who loves her and treats her right that she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to have jason holding her up yeah but do you know if she got married or anything I do not. She does have a another memoir from 2013, so I guess we could read that and figure out if what she, happens later in her life. She's like Ubering in cars with boys. But- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it would be like a, a modern day. <laughs> Riding in lifts with boys. Riding in lifts with funny. boys. <laughs> oh I my like that. God. That one's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm out. But no, honestly, I can't find any. I can't find anything. So if anyone, if any of our listeners know the answer to this, if you can figure out for me, if we're, her and Ray were in fact still married, even at that point, that would be really interesting. I just want to. I just hope that she found a man that or a woman takes care of her and that loves, loves her. her and takes care of her. Somebody who loves and takes care of her, and she doesn't have to take care of them. That's yeah, all. I, that's that's, that's what, what you want. want for her. So, Bev, if you're out there and you're listening, just send us an email to Let's Camera Cocktail. No. <laughs> OS at gmail.com or Jason, her son, if you're out there and you listen, he seems younger, like he might listen to this. Um, I want to know. He might listen to us. He might, he might. I don't know. He's probably older. He was, he's 20 years older than us. So, like, he was 20 in, 2000, in 1986 when we, or 87 when we were born. No, it was 86. It wasn't even, we weren't even born yet. So I wasn't even born yet. So he, plus he's like 50. All right. See, 50 year olds listen to podcasts. That's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. Hey, 50 year old podcast listeners. Thank you. I'm out. Do you have anything else? I am out as well. Oh, I really liked the line, open your eyes, take don't take them off me when they're kissing. She took control, was, bitch. That's because since was, she was like 12, she's been teaching her sister how to like kiss. <laughs> it was so good. Like that was, it's just, she shows how much control that she loves to have, but she's still curious. I know. Um, 15 year old Zenobia was definitely not like that, but like, now Zenobia definitely would be like, you look at all of this fineness, bitch. Come here. I think I was still, I, 15 year old Lenny was very frisky. No, I was a good girl. But hey, I just met him and I'd never go past second base with a guy I just met, which means nothing below the waist. My waist, not, not his. Not oh. oh, he's like, bitch, I just caught you guys in a steamy ass car. That's the last thing I want to know is you rubbing up on his fucking his big stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 15, but I would never have gotten that frisky at 15. Yeah, not at 15. If anything, you, sure. if anything, you could fill my boobs like over my clothes. That's about it. Oh, I had nice boobs at 15. I had really cute. I mean, I still have really cute boobs. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. Mine are bigger now. Gravity's a bitch. <laughs> Riding sure. in cars with boys and Z's boobs. And Z's boobs. In get the backseat. Get you going. <laughs> I, I do love it where Brady Murphy's in the back. He's like, "What is this stuff?" And she's like, oh, yeah, he's "I had to trade shirts with with Bev." With Bev, and it didn't fit me right. He's like, "Oh, baby, <laughs> pulling fucking shit out of the titties." I'm telling you, this it was just so good. Like that's dialogue that was happening in the back, not focusing on the real conversation that was happening in the front seat, which was happening between Bev and Ray, which was very important. It's just those little details. The details of like the tiny dialogues, the the lines getting thrown out, like it it was so good. Everything in completion was so good. Yeah, no, it's a. a, a, a I love that. I, I do love it. I love it. It was great writing, great directing. We said all this. This was a great movie. Um, it was that's kind of why Thank I picked you. it because I needed a great movie that was by women, by about women. women. So that's kind of what we got here. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thanks for watching it with me, everybody. Yeah, I know. Please go out there and watch Riding Cars and Boys if you haven't already seen it. Yes, highly suggested. You will laugh. You will cry. You will cry Aww. again. Oh, you did that one on purpose, bitch. <laughs> I did that one on purpose, bitch. <laughs> um, bitch, trying to get me drunk. Oh, I have a cool Drew Barrymore story. I totally forgot. I have a really good Drew Barrymore story, too. So apparently she just recently confirmed that if you want to know 
the whole family tree about Drew Barrymore and her legacy of Barrymore families who basically put acting on the map and have made acting into what it is to be and all that shit. Go back to The Wedding Singer. I go a deep, deep dive onto that one. Nice. But her grandfather, who died mm-hmm. back in the 40s, uh, is it John Barrymore? Is that what it is? He, or, yeah, he, whatever her grandfather's name is, because I'm drunk now and I don't know. He <laughs> died and his friends dug up his body and propped him up at a table so they could play poker one last time. And this has been a rumor that's gone around for like 60 years or whatever since the 40s that this happened. And Drew Barrymore in the past couple of weeks have confirmed that this is a true story that her grandfather's friends dug his ass up, propped his ass up with some cards at the table and like had one more poker game with his dumb ass. Oh my God. Look at your face. That's what I was going to do to you. Is that not what you want? Yeah, you can do that to me. I would be down. See? And I would put, like, a joint in your hand. Great. And we'd watch, like, a season of The Office before I bury you or something. I don't Aww. know. <laughs> Is that what you so want? Sweet. <laughs> and so sweet. So creepy. And I'd make Nacho Mountain and just eat it next to you. <laughs> oh, my God. I made Nacho Mountain on my birthday last weekend. I love you. Oh, you guys. Yes. Happy birthday to uh, Lenny here. She just celebrated her birthday on the 21st of August. I did. Thanks for the birthday shout out. Yum, yum, yum. So, yeah, we got that bitch another year older. And I have a I have a really fun Drew Barrymore story. Oh, my God. What? Give it to me. So I was in New York City and Drew had just released her her wine label. She did a really soft opening of this the beautiful vineyard that she opened up, Drew Barrymore. The wine was delicious. Oh, my God. That rosé was incredible. Yeah, I could not um, find it because that would have been what we were drinking tonight. I know. I couldn't find it either, which I was really sad. So anyway, so I ha- a friend of a friend of mine got me and a bunch of our friends to get to go to her tasting of the wine. And she was there. Okay. It was a release of her wine. And she was there. And my favorite thing ever is... When she came into the room, she's glowing, she's smiling, she's beautiful. Like, this woman is gorgeous. Duh. Just hands down, beautiful. And my favorite thing is that I was wearing this really beautiful um, flower kimono. She loves flowers. Well, yeah, and she was wearing a floral a floral jumper, like flower jumper. And we were the only ones wearing flowers. And so when she came over and she was just greeting everyone, saying hi, asking them how they like the wine, she came over to me. She goes, hey, flower sister. And I was like, hey, flower sister. I love your rosé. She's like, thanks. And we clanked glasses. And that's my Drew Barrymore. Oh, my God. You had a Drew Drew close encounter. Hollywood close encounter. That's a pretty good one amazing it was amazing wow, you guys are flower I, twins and you got to like we were, actually drink with drew barrymore lucky yeah, bitch i know it was wow. so exhilarating and i i never get you know like celebrity shock uh just keanu reeves and her uh but it was pretty great but that's all i got all right well listeners don't forget to head over to our instagram and uh follow us check us out we post all the time and love to get your comments your uh, suggestions anything you want to hear in our podcast please uh, shout it out we'll give you a little shout out boo, boo, boo. Um, yep boo, boo, boo. 
But yeah, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Look at our YouTube and check out our Twitter, our Facebook. Twitter, Facebook. We're on Spotify. You can find us on Cast bean or Podbean, castbox Podbean. all of the the spots you can find us if you yourself has a close encounter hollywood close encounter with somebody that's pretty good send us a letter to you lights gotta camera. send us yeah lights camera cocktail no s at gmail.com perfect um but before we go i do have one more thing to do of course z for the people no. yes sir <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So in doing my Z for the people, um, I kind of thought about like, hey, girl, what would be a good charity or foundation to look into? And mm-hmm. I found the scholarship for single mothers. So if you yes. go to college scholarship dot org, you can kind of see um, the criteria that you will need to with, get a grant for, you know, college and they're still doing it here in 2020 this one that i'm looking at has been doing it since 1999 and if you go on there they have a bunch of things that you can get money for you know they they understand that you are a parent and that you know you can either go part-time or full-time to school that you are working you know a lot of those things that stop us from what i read they were also talking about uh daycare for these working oh. mothers. I don't know exactly how that is going now in 2020, but I would look into that. So if you have a little extra money and you want to donate to the scholarship, I would totally do that. Or if you are a working single mother who needs to go back to school so that you can get your culinary degree, get your English degree to go back and get any degree, this is a good place to go ahead and and get started so go ahead and look up collegescholarships.org and look up the scholarships for single mothers if this i love that we got to prop up our our single mothers we got to prop up our women because it was hard for their kids it's It's hard hard. out there from it's hard i'm sure that bev in real life would have died to have something like this i mean she was trying to get her little scholarship on in the first place oh i got another fun fact before we leave oh (laughs) yes drew barrymore Never finished high school. But Stephen, her husband, Ray, on the thing, he definitely graduated college. And he graduated from Harvard, my friend. He a smart Ooh. one. So it's kind of funny to look at how the tables have turned in real smart life to that. Yeah. Not saying that Drew Barrymore is not smart and successful, but she is not a college grad. And he is. So that's kind of cool. It is. That's really cool. But uh, that is my... Z for the people. Uh, yes. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. I love that. Way to go, girl. So, I love how you support. Uh, you know, I try. I try. So next month or next week will be a totally different month and we're going to be in September. So we decided that our movies for September will be back to school movies. I know a lot of you guys are already back in school. Your kids are back in school. You're back in school, but it's not actually being in school. It's being safe school or like I like to call it pajama school because you don't have to get dressed. (laughs) No, you don't. You can literally start class in bed. (laughs) So we are definitely going to be doing some back to school movies. And so what are you picking for next week? Oh, shoot. Billy Madison, baby. Billy Madison, baby. Go ahead. 
we're going out of Sandler, Drew's favorite. We're going um, back to school. Back to school. I don't know what we're going to drink, but it's going to be something good. Oh, it's your turn to pick the drink, so. It's Mer- your Schmurf for turn to pick the drink. A Schmurf for So, yeah, tune back in next week. <laughs> and let us know how you guys feel about us giving you heads up on what the episode says for next week. We're kind of thinking that it's something so that you have a whole week uh, time to watch a movie knowing that we're going to be talking about it next week. So let us know what you think about that. Yeah. <sighs> All right, girl. And we're done. We made it, girl, through driving in cars with boys. Girl, I love driving in cars with boys with you. Remember the last time we drove in cars with boys from the club? Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, I got to turn this off if you're going to start talking about that. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble, girl. <laughs> We're we are very reckless and dangerous and we are blessed to be here today that's all i want to say about that adventure <laughs> you don't want to be riding in cars with boys you don't want to be riding in cars i don't know it turned out good either way no actually we had a really good time we had a great time i'm not gonna complain about that <laughs> all right but, you guys. stop it you're gonna get me in trouble stop it okay stop it all right you well, stop it you stop it well we made you it y'all we did it. Thank you for joining us. I loved it. I had so much fun. I have so much fun. This drink was good. I would suggest getting the cranberry Red Bull unless you're a big Red Bull fan. Then go ahead and get that regular Red Bull. But okay. yes. I love the Red Bull. So we made it through another week. And we'll see you next week. We'll on see you next week. Lights, camera, cocktails. All right. We'll see you guys later. Love you. I wish I had a bra. Pack these bad boys in. Pack these bad boys in. <laughs>